This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. It's World Wide Wave time. Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We love taking you around the globe one queer story at a time. Uh, I'm Matt and I'm joined in the studio tonight by Shannon. Hey. And Alex. Good evening. Now, discrepancies between gender appearances or identity are an official documentation can cause... uh, Monumental challenges for transgender people, particularly in countries where you must carry an identity card in daily life. Accessing airlines or going to the bank, applying for housing, even accessing public toilets bring extra pain and torment to trans people. In Hong Kong, current laws only allow transgender people to change their sex on their identity cards if they undergo invasive sexual reassignment surgery. One person who's not willing to accept this harsh investment treatment to become the person that they are is Henry Say. They launched a legal bid to Hong Kong's High Court to change the laws. But just a few weeks ago, the Hong Kong Court of Appeal ruled that the current laws will stay in place. But the battle's not over, certainly not. Here's a taste of what's coming up tonight. In Hong Kong, the system works like this. You have to carry your ID 24-7. And the police can, they have the power to ask you to present your ID anytime and you're on the street and you need your ID uh, pretty much everywhere. Like even if you just, even if you just, you know, you just go for a visit uh, to your friends at a residential building, you know, the security guard would ask you to, you know, register yourself with your ID. Hong Kong's LGBTI community has suffered another setback this time at the hands of the court system. A challenge brought by two transgender people, Q and Henry Say, to allow them to change their gender on official documents, including Hong Kong's identity card, has failed. In a blow to transgender rights, the three judges on Hong Kong's High Court ruled that they were, quote, not satisfied that any treatment prior to a full sexual reassignment surgery, though significantly less intrusive, is equally effective as a criterion in achieving the legitimate aim of the policy. We asked Henry Say to explain what it means for trans people in Hong Kong to not be able to change their identity card. I am a plaintiff in the um, uh, the Hong Kong ID case. So... Uh, uh, right now in Hong Kong, in order to get your ID changed, uh, I mean the gender marker changed uh, for transgender people, uh, for trans men, you need to first uh, be sterilized and second, you have to uh, have an artificial phylus constructed. So uh, these are ma- major surgeries, highly invasive, uh, uh, as you may know. Uh, especially for uh, creation of an artificial penis. So uh, for me, 
actually, um, uh, I don't feel like I need it because uh, for my gender dysphoria, it's already been alleviated after I had my hormone hormonal therapy and uh, my top surgery. So, and I've been certified that I don't actually need uh, further surgeries in order to alleviate my gender dysphoria. And I gave that letter certified by my um, gender specialist to the uh, immigration department in Hong Kong when I asked them to change the ID because in Hong Kong, the system works like this. You have to carry your ID 24 seven and the police can, they have the power to ask you to present the ID anytime and you're on the street and you need your ID uh, pretty much everywhere. Like even if you just, even if you just, you know, you just go for a visit uh, to your friends at a residential building, you know, the security guard would ask you to, you know, register yourself with your ID and you, you need it uh, when you go to the bank, obviously when you rent a place. And uh, uh, so because I, I, um, I didn't go through the uh, sterilization and the um, virus creation. So I, I wasn't uh, eligible for uh, a change of that letter on my ID. And that discrepancy between my ID and myself uh, creates a lot of uh, daily problems because I, I had problems when I went to the bank withdrawing my money like even if it's just a letter, like, you know, I've changed my name. The person on the photo is obviously me. The, the person on the counter still wouldn't believe me. That's me. And uh, I was rejected from renting a place uh, uh, when I present, just because I presented my ID card. And, uh, and actually in Hong Kong, I can't even go to a public toilet now because uh, uh, legally, I'm not male, so if I use the male bathroom, it would be illegal, obviously. And I can't even use the female one because if I go use it, like obviously I present myself 100% male and like no one in the female space would believe that I'm female. And I obviously would scare them off. And by having that effect, scaring people off, like it could potentially be a crime of loitering. So I can't use it. And it's not just the problem for myself. Like as a plaintiff, I present like a very classic problem uh, shared by all the trans people in Hong Kong, most of the trans people uh, who don't need surgeries, who don't need, uh, 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 who don't want to be sterilized. Uh, and, uh, you know, because of not being able to change their ID, they like myself, they they uh, encounter problems in, in you know every day in their lives. And ever since I um, filed this case and you know gone through this legal battle, I've been receiving me messages in my inbox from random trans people who I who I don't know, like saying you know like they have similar problems, like going to a hospital. This trans man, you know. Uh, whom I received a message from, he said, you know, I I went to the hospital, like uh, I, 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 I had some injury and I was sent to the hospital. And because uh, he couldn't, he, like myself, like present himself 100% male and he can't get the his ID changed. Um, therefore, uh, 
uh, the hospital had to uh, had to send him to the female ward according to his ID card, and it presented lots of problems. And it's just, uh, I guess, this is the most. This is one of the major challenges uh, that uh, that 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 are faced by transgender people in Hong Kong. You know, uh, uh, this surgical requirements for changing the ID and the lack of legal gender recognition in general. That's Henry Say, plaintiff in the challenge to Hong Kong's trans identity case on Joy ninety four point nine. I, I, it's very hard for us to sort of realise how significant this is because we don't have this ID card yeah. that is used to... It, it just permeates every part of your life in Hong Kong. Yeah. Even to go to a friend's house, you need to sign in with one of them. As he, I mean, as he said, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, Hong Kong's just an example, but, you know, all of Southeast Asia, so much of the world operates based on ID cards. You know, in Thailand, I've seen it, you have to show your card to get into a condominium complex if, you, if you're not known to the guard all that sort of um, stuff. And it's just that daily reminder. It's like it's just it's just so invasive. And every time is a potential opportunity to discriminate. If somebody doesn't yeah. like you, well, they've got the perfect mm. out to say, no, you don't, you don't match. Yeah. That doesn't, I'm, I'm just sending you away. And that story about the hospitals is just yeah, something we don't really think about, but it's just such an intimate, you know, your healthcare and, is such an intimate thing, your relationship with, you know, your GP, your doctor, whoever's treating you, to have to go to a, a, a ward um, of a gender that you don't, you don't um, align with. Yeah, that must be very difficult. Even with the bathrooms, I mean, I did... The bathrooms. I mean, I did... I mean, we've heard about the bathrooms a lot, right? So, I mean, I did know about that, you know, how difficult it would be to go into a bathroom where you don't identify with that gender, but you have to kind of use... You know, you can't use the one that you should feel you should be using. But I didn't really think, and I and I knew that people avoided it because, you know, not wanting to scare people when you don't seem like that's where you should be. I didn't think about it being illegal. Like, I didn't mm, think about- crime of loitering. I didn't think mm. about it being picked up on loitering charges for mm. doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, truly not being able to use the bathroom. And again, if you had a policeman that wanted to discriminate against yeah. you, then again, they've got the perfect, perfectly legal opportunity to do that. Lots more coming up. In fact, we hear some of the outrageous reasons given by the High Court of Hong Kong to resist changing their laws. This is World Wide Wave. Our diverse communities have one home, joy. Hi, everyone. My name is Yang Fa from Singapore. You are listening to World Wide Wave. Lots of love to everyone at Joy 94.9. Change and all the changes that we're all making. Well, it's changing gender identity and yeah. sexuality. It's changing the laws or trying to in, yeah. in Hong Kong. Yes, lots and lots of change. And that's why we put the call out to you. What are you changing in your life or what changes do you want to make? Maybe you had a New Year's resolution and you've already ticked that box. I'm never quite good at that. But, I mean, joy ourselves, we have changed. We've moved into these magnificent new studios at uh, the Pride Centre, which everybody should come down and, and have a look at. Yes, I think a lot of people have made post- COVID era changes or, you know, the transition back True. to the relative normality, a term we all hate hearing. Now. Well, changing... Um, uh, the new normal, sorry. Changing yeah. when we're working from home where you're wearing your shirt up top yeah. but your shorts down bottom. Yes, going back to actually, <laughs> oh my God, it's like going to commuting. Um, the roads have certainly gone back to normal, I've noticed. Uh, in fact, they're worse <laughs> True. Than they were before. True. Joy 94.9.
Now, over the years, Wadra Wave have spoken to many change makers who are fighting uh, fighting for LGBTI rights. N- none of them have said that achieving lasting change was easy. Trans man Henry Say has been fighting for the right to change his identity on official documentation for over five years. The latest rule, ruling by Hong Kong's highest court, citing public interest and public order, was not surprising but does explain the mountain that Henry is climbing. We asked Henry about his latest appeal and the ridiculous reasons the court gave for rejecting it. Pew took place in tw- last year, September. So I first filed my case in 2017 and I had my hearing, I think, in 2018, I think. And then I had my first judgment, uh, my first dismissal judgment at the court of first instance in 2019. And then because of COVID, uh, there was a lot of delay and uh, my case was uh, at, uh, at the Court of Appeal was finally heard last year and then the judgment came out uh, last week or so and then it was unfortunately dismissal again uh, although we kind of expected it so the reason I would say mostly it, it's it it doesn't derive that much from uh, the court of first instance so the three judges they uh, mostly they uh, they upheld the uh, reasoning uh, and the uh, and the judgment uh, from uh, uh, of the court of first instance so it's quite when you when you um, analyze it it's actually quite uh it, it doesn't actually make sense because what they say is, uh, you know, if me, a trans man who hasn't had surgery, uh, uh, entered a single sex space, entered the male space, it would uh, somehow disrupt the public interest and public order. And they gave examples like uh, nuclear attack. And, you know, hospital visits, which I just mentioned to you, you know, like this trans man entering a female space is actually, you know, causing adverse effects, right? And then they gave some some other examples, you know, this this example I that, that I have to tell you because it's quite hilarious. And uh, this is about, you know, the scenario where we have nuclear attack in Hong Kong. So uh, in case we have that in Hong Kong, and according to the, um, the the guidelines set by the government, the the fire brigade will come in, and uh, you know everyone would 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 have to take their clothes off, and and everybody would be um, uh, uh, they would be separated into two lines, you know, one male and one female, and then the firemen would uh, the firefighters would start to shower you trying to, uh, you know, wash off the nuclear material from your body. And uh, if they say, if you, if me, uh, a pre-op trans man, uh, uh, stand in the male line in this situation, you know, in a, like, in a life or death situation, you know, I would, 
I would scare people off and it would, you know, have significant, cause significant discomfort for other people when there's a nuclear attack. And it's, you know, this example is really, it's, it's, it's what the judges think. They, all four of them, they agree that, you know, the first thing they, they think of about this, this, you know, this, a nuclear explosion is not whether or not people will survive. And, you know, and obviously they totally ignore the example of intersex people or like people like cis men who, who, who have lots of phylus or have like an extraordinary small phylus or no phylus for some reason. And, you know, and they only single out trans men, me, pre-op trans men for, for, uh, scaring people off and it just shows you like how the court is you know it's it's really you know it's it's not thinking right <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's it's uh and and this is their line of reasoning basically and they 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 gave other you know other reasonings like you know Hong Kong is exception is an exception from uh, uh, world standards and uh, we have different contexts from from other countries from from uh, from countries who have had uh, set up non-surgical form of uh, uh, ID policy or uh, uh, gender recognition legislation. I mean, like why why would Hong Kong be an exception? Like you know. I guess people in the world, they, they, you know, they, they use the hospital or they go use the public bathroom the same way. Like it just doesn't really make sense to anyone. But unfortunately, it's you know how the court uh, say that that's what the court say in in the judgment. And if you really dig into it, it just makes you laugh, really. <laughs> and what encouraged you to actually go through with doing the appeal? Because, you know, I know there's lots of people who either, um, like you said, done it anonymously or have, like, not gone through the appeal. What made you want to do it? And, uh, I mean, I, Hong Kong, the use of Hong Kong ID card is so central in Hong Kong. And as I said, you know, a lot of trans people, they have this problem. And, and it shows you how serious uh, and how destructive it is by not having the right ID. And I I mean, I can't really live normally in Hong Kong. I can't just, you know, uh, withdraw myself from living a normal life, not, not, you know, not renting anywhere or like, uh, not, not, sh not, not leaving a normal social life, not, not, uh, and even go, well, not, I'm not able to marry. And I can't use the public bathroom. Like, how can I live a normal life? And I, I, I have problems finding a job because, because uh, uh, in Hong Kong, you know, there's no anti-discrimination law for for on the grounds of um, uh, sexual orientation or gender identity. Like, I'm not protected at all. And that's, and every time I present my ID, it's, it's. It's basically outing myself uh, again, and, and I mean I have no way but to but to file this court case and carry on with the appeal. 
Speaking from Hong Kong, that's transgender challenger to the trans identity laws, Henry Say, with us on Joy 94.9. This really powerful line in there, every time I present my ID, I am outing myself. Yeah. Never really no. thought about that. That is so powerful. No, I think Australians made a good choice when they rejected the, the ID Australian cards. ID cards. But um, the nuclear yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, the, baby. The yeah. excuse to, yes. one excuse to knock back these laws was there could be a nuclear attack. And while people are, you know, dying of nuclear exposure, they might be uncomfortable, uncomfortable <laughs> with somebody, a trans person near them. It's, I mean, it's one and of the God's more sake. ridiculous reasons that I've probably ever had. You do need to think about who the thought process of the official who sort of thought of that. What about <laughs> nuclear attack? You know, it's like, I wouldn't even, like, that would take me so long to even... That's like, pretty abstract. Yeah, like... Well, you you wonder how many situations that they've gone through, like, possible scenarios where mm. people are like, oh, no, I mean, we could find a way to make everyone fine. We can make everyone... And then you've gone all the way to... Nuclear attack yeah. before you found. You, you have to be looking for yeah. a, a problem. To you have to be yeah. looking to really um, support your argument with something like that. I think. And I think that point also about uh, you know was raised about um, that could we could raise about intersex that you know challenges this whole idea that there's you know like this hasn't existed before in the sense that there are people who don't conform to the binary. You know, idea. So yes, well, their law is know. virtually silent yeah. on intersex yeah. rights at all because so. that would be an inconvenient. Yeah, uh, that would not support their argument. No. Yeah, coming up on Joy ninety four point nine, we find out how Hong Kong's trans community is supporting each other in these challenging times. This is World Wide Wave. Tennis on, tennis up, Joy. Hello, Australia. This is Noam Apple and Tom from Apple Models in Thailand. The world's first transgender model division on Joy 94.9. You're here on uh, Joy 949, the show that takes you around the world. Uh, one queer story at a time, worldwide wave. A special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe and receive our podcast automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash worldwide wave or on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave a review. Now, we've just come off a uh, really great Pride season, um, mm -hmm. lots of events out and about. Joy was out there with our stand. Letting you know we are open for volunteers. Joy is a volunteer-run station. All of the presenters on air are um, uh, just about all the all volunteers. About 250-odd volunteers make this station happen 24-7. We'd love to have you a part of it if you're looking to uh, be you know, show your support, get involved, and there's really lots of ways you can do it. It's not all about being behind the microphone like us. No, there's operations team, we've got marketing, communications. Um, our wonderful podcasters that uh, I, once we're finished on air, they tidy us up to make us sound good, love them. Used, <laughs> social media. I used to do that. Yes. Absolutely, social media team. And even the team that produce the community service announcements, we put out literally hundreds of community service announcements mm. to uh, the not-for-profit groups around uh, in our community um, and putting those together and getting them on air. So uh, the way to do it is go to joy.org.au and register your details and then you come along to an information night and find out all the opportunities that await you here at Joy. Joy, 94.9. In a country with no anti-discrimination protections for sexual orientation or gender identity like Hong Kong, 
just being a trans person is risky. And to stand up and campaign for change to the highest court in the land means attracting attention to your cause, but also to you personally. In what has been a long and challenging battle, Henry Say tells us about how they have built a network of support for their movement for trans rights in Hong Kong. I eventually set up a new NGO with uh, three other trans men uh, in 2020, at the end of 2020. Uh, it's called uh, the Transgender Equality Hong Kong. So, uh, because uh, the power of one or two transgender people is obviously uh, not enough to 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 push the movement forward, and we need uh, we need to strengthen the movement and you know uh, make it a collective one. That's why we have we had this idea of, of uh, formally forming an organization. So we started this, uh, and as a as a an experiment uh, last year, and we uh, we're trying to uh, do more on the policy and law side of things. Uh, and if you check out our social media, we 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 do quite a lot of posts. Use Chinese to bring foreign news on policy uh, that that's useful uh, that should be known by. The audience in Hong Kong, we translate them and we make them, you know, easy to understand. We try to uh, democratize this 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 information to the local audience, and we do a lot of those things. We also do uh, talks regularly at universities and different places, and you know, talking to uh, journalists like you uh, to you know to to advocate uh, on uh, not just. For trans rights in Hong Kong, but also, you know, uh, advocate from from an Asian angle because you know this uh, quest for um, uh, trans equality and um, legal gender recognition is a non-surgical form of gender recognition is a common problem uh, in Asia right now, and uh, you can see that in you know in Taiwan, in Japan, and uh, other places in Asia, uh, they have they are working towards the same thing. And, and uh, Taiwan, they just actually they just won the case like similar to mine uh, last year, and it's quite interesting. You know the the organization behind this case, the um, uh, TAPCPR, uh, who also was uh, the main driver behind the um, uh, marriage equality judicial interpretation. You know, they've been working on non-surgical ID case in Taiwan for years. And before I knew that they filed it, they had this forum before, that was before COVID. And they invited me to be uh, a speaker in there. It's an international uh, forum. Uh, I would say the uh, international forum uh, focusing on uh, Asia, so they had speakers from you know Japan, Nepal, Hong Kong, and uh, and they had people in there, uh, and uh, I got to know them. And later on, I saw that on the news, you know, one of the people they in that uh, I was introduced to uh, uh, 
became a plaintiff as well <laughs> in Taiwan, you know, in a case similar to mine. So, you know, I feel like I maybe I contributed in some way <laughs> uh, uh, to the movement, to the trans movement outside Hong Kong. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been uh, that's what I have been doing. That's that's what I've been trying to do, you know, just uh, uh, not just to win my case, but to you know use it well for other purposes, for the uh, greater good uh, in a in Hong Kong, Asia, and beyond. And what's next for the fight to kind of change these laws? What's next? I mean, because it's it's very difficult because the the government first is not it doesn't really have the mandate from. From people in Hong Kong, and there's no LGBT representation, especially now after you know after all the chaos at the Legislative Council, and we we see no hope <laughs> uh, with the um, and gender recognition consultation, and and it's not just that, and the gender recognition consultation panel itself is. You know, there's there's no transgender people in there. There's no human rights experts who know laws well, who knows trans rights well. In there, there's only like the uh, you know lawyers who 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 are known to have uh, heavy ties with with the homo with, with the most homophobic churches in Hong Kong, and lawyers and you know barristers, senior counsel who are representing the government in the WKs and in my case, you know, it's, you know, lots of conflict of interest, you know, you have those people in there, like you, that's why it's, it's not, it, I would say it's a, it's a fake con cons consultation. It's a smoke screen that, you know, the government use to, 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 uh, to excuse itself, uh, to the outside, to the outsiders, that you know, we 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 have this consultation, we're doing things, but it's been four years, and you still hasn't finished the first phase. Obviously, uh, it's you know this this consultation is not going anywhere, and the political landscape is very difficult, and that's why you see. I mean, it's not just for trans rights. My case is certainly not not. Uh, one of a kind, you know. You see uh, LGBT cases sprouting, mushrooming in these few years because the government is not doing anything about LGBT rights. It's using like all the means to postpone it. And uh, I mean, we, it's it's very difficult. And obviously, judicial review is not it's not a panacea that can solve everything. It's you know, it's costly. It takes it takes so long. It's been five years for me, and it still hasn't finished. But it's, uh, I'd say, it's a solution in hopeless time. I would say, yeah. So yeah, this is Hong Kong for you. It's very difficult. That's transgender activist and plaintiff in the recently unsuccessful challenge to Hong Kong's High Court, Henry Say, with us on Joy ninety four point nine. I do love the concept there that uh, they are advocating not just for trans rights but the whole of Asia because, uh, and it kind of goes both ways, if there is a country that makes a change, it's much easier for them to 
um, point to that country and say, see, it can be done. Particularly, I imagine, between Hong Kong and Taiwan, there's that big cultural influence. Yeah. Um, because I wonder, parallels there. I wonder how much, given the the changes to the Hong Kong legislature, where the, I guess, the more progressive um, uh, parties have really been pushed out, mm. um, I wonder if that sort of, I wonder if the court is reflecting on something that's happening politically as well. Ah, oh, it would seem. It would. It would seem hard to imagine that there's not a clear connection there to some extent. Um, and this because this smacks also very mainland kind of politics where these LGBTI rights are kind of almost seen as a as a Western as a outside influence. You know, that's not really of the Western to. influence. Yes. Yeah. Listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world. Stream us live on joy.org.au or subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform to World Wide Wave. Hi, this is Dr. Joseph Goh from Monash University, Malaysia on the World Wide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. And a huge thank you to Henry Say, who we interviewed, the founder of Transgender Equality Hong Kong. And you can find them on social media. Thank you to all the people who have interacted with us on Facebook. James, Young Vardan and a heap more uh, joined us on Facebook. That's W3Joy on Facebook and SMSs and emails. And, of course, our um, behind-the-scenes team, our podcaster Peter and uh, social media master Dean. Thanks for being a part of it. And hello to Sinead, who's just sent in a message as well. Thanks for that message. We'll catch you next week on World Wide Wave. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwidewave or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news Search W3Joy on Facebook now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.